Back on the Exit 52 podcast. It is Monday night, March 27th, 7:54 p.m. My name is Jake Luke, and I'm joined on my screen by Banks. Is hashtag done? How's it going tonight, pal? I'm tired, man. I'm exhausted. Who isn't? I mean, we're all done with it, right? Like we're just every day we wake up and it's something new, but it's absolutely nothing new at all. It's nothing. Uh, it's just the same old shit just a little different every day and it's equally as miserable every day and i'm just done i'm done just get it over with just do something move on it's funny because every time like this something you know within this sort of uh shit show with the fuck factory happens whenever there's a new development i feel like a sense of relief of like oh wow some resolution might be coming of it and then the more i thought about it today i was like well does this really change anything uh and not to bury the lead um I don't even know if we were planning to record tonight. We've got we've got the Orioles starting later this week. We've got, you know, Masters coming up the next week. We uh, recorded a fun segment on that earlier that'll be releasing uh, about a week from now. But this Lamar Jackson saga continues to rage on and rage on and rage on. We've got the NFL owners meetings going on right now. I, where is that? Is that California or Florida or some some shit like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't particularly care, but they're out there. John Harbaugh yeah, is know, somewhere that's not here. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere, you know, with nice weather and, you know, they can actually enjoy their lives a little bit. Uh, that's, that's where that is. And this is where we are. And uh, we have John Harbaugh scheduled to meet with the media about quarter to 11 this morning. Essentially, as he's sitting down, a tweet from at LJ underscore era eight, who you might know as Lamar Jackson, quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens for the past five seasons, writes a letter to my fans. I want to first thank you all for all the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate you all so much. I want you all to know to not believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions in regards to my future plans. As of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens has not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that has met me or been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to the fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Truz, let's stay connected. Subscribe to my fan page, fanstruz8.com. Uh, okay, so we were both at work today. I think everyone uh, associated with the pod was. I think uh, the invites are out to Spenny and Eric, and uh, we'll see if they'll join. I think Eric, uh, Taylor has a, a you know previous engagement, so he can't hop on here and chop this up. But I was sitting in the office, and uh, this was broken to me by our group chat. I, it was either Eric or Spencer that sent it in there. Uh, and then obviously all hell kind of broke loose uh, within that discussion and on Twitter uh, where uh, a lot of emotions were uh, thrown out. And uh, it was it was quite an emotional day on the old bird app. Uh, but what was kind of your initial reaction to all of this? I had the tweet notifications on for him. So I saw it like immediately. I happened to be looking down on my phone and it came across. So I just tapped that banner, you know, notification, jumped to it. And I was like, oh. This is it. This is the trade demand. Like we're here. We've arrived to this point. And uh, I don't know you read you read the thing, and it's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Like I can't decide if he's if he's stupid for thinking that he can go somewhere else. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say like the Ravens 
are the, the most perfect setup and the best football team on planet Earth. But among the options that are out there for him to potentially join versus just staying here with the roster that we have here, the people in place, the coaching, the culture, like all these types of things, for him to think that his best chance of winning a Super Bowl is to go somewhere else, he is it's stupid. It's stupid. I, 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 I've tried to dance around it and I've tried to be nice about it and I've tried to be supportive and play the middle and, you know, be pro Lamar and be pro Ravens and say, Hey, both these two sides just want something and they're going to meet in the middle and everybody's going to be hunky dory. We're all going to move forward. It's just not how it's going whatsoever. So I'm just, I'm fed up. Like there's just, I can't wrap my head around him saying something like that. And we're watching guys like Clive Campbell go off and do the tour to he's going to the jets next to visit them. And like, now I'm not going to say like Clive Campbell's the end all be all, but like you have to see the big picture here. Like you can't just look at the, the one thing that happened a year ago, you know, year and change with Deshaun Watson and just expect that all the same conditions and, and expect that everybody's going to operate in the same manner that dumbass Jimmy Haslam did. You just, it's just so short sighted and I'm done with it. And the more I think about it, the more like initially it was like, Oh, this is like a leverage move. Like he's going to drop this right when Harbaugh is doing his thing and it's a leverage play. The more I think about it, it more is just a bullshit move. It's just dog shit. And Harbaugh played the high road just like they have all along, which has been a little bit nauseating to be honest, but it is what it is. And he said those, you know, wouldn't speak on whether he knows anything about trade requests, but that information's private anyways. Lamar clearly if he hadn't already is just blown right through that um, agreement, I guess is what they had to kind of keep matters private, which is his right to do at this point, if he's just not getting anywhere with what he wants, but come on, man, like he's your head coach. He believed in you. He was behind you. He says so many good things about you time after time. And you're just going to just ship him up shit Creek here in front of all the reporters um, well, he's just trying to have a little breakfast, you know, just come on. What are we doing? Yeah, he's, uh, I think he was maybe a little bit fed up. I think this was a culmination of several months of him not being happy and him showing it a little bit, uh, in front of the media, in front of the camera, but keeping a lot of it behind the scenes. And I don't know, I said on Twitter today that I am not that shocked to hear him, have him come out and say this. It, it felt like with his body language through much of last season, he was dissatisfied. I think he was probably a little bit dissatisfied with the team building. I think he was dissatisfied with maybe some other aspects of the organization where we saw a reckoning take place with the, uh, you know, strength and conditioning and all of that. And I think he was dissatisfied with the way that the media was maybe treating him a little bit, or at least the reporting on the situation where, and not just this situation this year, but the one from the prior year as well, where he missed the end of the season with, uh, the injury. And I don't know. I think this was a very calculated move to say, yeah, fuck that. Like if you guys are going to do all of that. And like, I think maybe his anger is a little bit misplaced towards Harbaugh, though you could make an argument that Harbaugh was, kind of getting at the end of his rope with the injury stuff this year and kind of throwing him under the bus a little bit in certain spots. It's uh, it's just been an ugly, ugly situation that's been brewing for a long time. And I think we hit a culmination point with it as it relates to Lamar. Uh, 
you know, as a quarterback, but I don't know. It also, it just feels like this is kind of the nuclear option as far as getting something to actually happen though, which I do think is a good thing. We've been sitting here and it's just been the limbo of it and just the uncertainty of it. I haven't been able to get into the draft. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people listening to this can relate to that. I haven't been able to get into free agency because they can't sign anyone while they're sitting around waiting for something to be resolved here. And as much as, you know, it can be two to tango and all this and all that, Lamar's got to do this, Lamar's got to do that. There's something to be said for, you know what, I just, I got my asking price and if they're not going to meet it, then whatever. But then you get to the, uh, you get to the exclusive franchise or the non-exclusive franchise tag and no one else is meeting it. And maybe you feel like there's collusion or something involved. And this was just kind of that, that nuclear option. And I mean, it's interesting because it sounds like the request was placed before the tag was put in place. And to your point about him speaking about out of both sides of his mouth, he kind of is because he said, I requested a trade from the organization because I felt like this was the best move for me and my family. But he said something to the effect of they didn't want to meet my value. So really what it sounds like there is, and I'm sure it's more than just money. I'm sure there is some, some hurt feelings as can happen when there is not outside representation involved, but it still kind of, to me sounds like it's just money. And like, you know, if it's at a point where he would accept a lower offer, if he would accept 200 million guaranteed or 215 mil guaranteed or whatever it would be fully guaranteed that is from a Colts or from a whoever it might be, then yeah, let him go and give the Ravens that pick and we'll just move on. But I don't know. Like I, if that's still the sticking point, I struggle to see this having any sort of resolution. Like I said, I I went through the cycle this morning where I thought, Oh wow. Okay. So he's going to leave, and that really sucks because I love the kid and I want him to stay here and I want to continue watching him, but at least we're going to get some resolution from this and maybe they'll get some good draft picks out of it. But parsing through the uh, through the stuff, it just kind of felt like him and whoever is representing him made the choice to go public with this ahead of Harbaugh's media availability to put as much pressure on the Ravens as possible to help facilitate something happen, uh, something to happen. And, you know, maybe that preference as of right now is to get out of town, but if nobody is going to meet the Ravens offer or exceed the Ravens offer, then, you know, maybe he still will wind up here uh, next year. Anyway, uh, it's just <laughs> a crazy situation that, uh, as we say, literally every time we record one of these, which it feels like a weekly occurrence at this point, uh, there's no clean ending in sight. No, not at all. And what I think what frustrates me the most is, and this is just such a, such a tired narrative and one that I, I in early going and, at that point, you know, besides 2020, but the team building and the stuff and communication with the organization, you got to think in media communications too. Like managing all of that falls under the umbrella of having an agent. And he's just sat on the sidelines, both publicly and privately, when it comes to being proactive about and communicating this entire All right, he's getting pretty choppy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, an apt yeah. metaphor uh, for for this um, for this situation, I think, where 
you know, nobody can get on the same page. Nobody can get the uh, connection dialed in. And I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kick him here and uh, we'll bring him back. But yeah, it, it was just a very, very strange day uh, overall. And I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> we kicked you and we brought you back. I'm not sure if that helped, but uh, let's see. That work? You hear me? I don't know. I'm here. All right. Yeah. Well, it sounds better now. Still annoyed. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Take it from the yeah. top there. Player. So it sounds better. Yeah. Take it from the top. Lamar needs an agent. Should have had an agent two years ago. That's a short version. I mean, if he, he hasn't said this, but if, if people are trying to read between the lines and suggesting that team building and building around him has been an issue, that's all stuff you communicate through an agent. That's all the whole idea of having an intermediary is in order to facilitate that type of thing. And so is the offensive coordinator search. I mean, there was some a lot of empty statements, I think, said about who talked to who and then who, you know, him complaining through Stephen A that they didn't consult him, I think, is how that storyline went or something. They asked him. They gave him the courtesy of asking him. I don't know that they asked him as in-depth as maybe he had hoped. And he pretty much just ignored it. Like, he didn't really engage in giving his thoughts on what he wanted. He's been sitting on the sideline for a couple of years, and now he just expects that things are going to go back to 2019, like where he's setting the world on fire and that they should just give him the money. And it's, it's not that simple. Like I feel as though he has an attitude towards it, that this is all happening to him. And he has no hindsight into the fact that he's just been passive in dealing with this situation for a couple of years. And if the team has no, foresight or no you know light at the end of the tunnel as to how this is going to play out plus you bet on yourself and the things play out the way they did this year like you have to understand that you're not going to be offered more like you you have to come back to the table and say hey like maybe that original offer was closer to what i should be getting or let's work out something that works for both of us in the short run or you know, bet on yourself again. I don't know. But like I said before, I don't, I can't envision what type of scenario he thinks exists that he's going to go and win a Super Bowl and also get paid the way he wants to get paid. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it too. And it's also just like, why, at what point is this worth it if your goal is to win a Super Bowl? And like, I, I'm not even trying to, go after him saying that or anything like that. Cause I believe in, in his heart that that's really what he wants, but it's, you know, it is kind of a situation where you can only put so much ener energy into so many things and you can only, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, but it just feels like, you know, is your goal, you know, to win a Super Bowl? Okay, fine. But I'm sure that's Josh Allen's goal. And I'm sure that's Patrick Mahomes' goal. And like they went out and they did that and, uh, or they didn't do that, but they went out and they got their contracts done. I should say. And obviously different extenuating circumstances, but I don't know. It just, it feels like it would be nice if, if that were just all taken care of years ago at this point. And uh, yeah, it does take two to tango. And I feel like based on what we've heard, he could have been a little bit more active in that process, but uh, whatever it is, man, it's just a shame. And um, it's also hard, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and absolve the Ravens either because they have, they've failed to build around him.
It's just straight up. They have failed the last five years to effectively build a modern offense around him. And I, I'm as much as one of these people that is going to say, you know what? Well, they tried. And like, I'm going to defend the organization when people say they don't try because they have tried. They've drafted a lot of wide receivers. Uh, they've made some, you know, decent veteran moves here and there, but, uh, ultimately they failed. It doesn't matter if you try when you just fail and fail and fail. And that puts you in a bad situation. And he's, uh, you know, I feel like that's gotta be a part of this for him. He's gotta be looking at that and saying like, well, why don't I just go to one of these other teams that literally every other team seems to be able to figure it out at this position. Why don't I just go there and try to win a Super Bowl?" And, uh, you know, to make financial concessions if I have to make them. Maybe that's what's going to happen here. And hopefully the Ravens will get a good compensation for that. But I don't know. It just feels like there's, there's no way forward right now. If he's not moving off of this number financially, then nothing's going to happen. Not with the Ravens and not with another team. And is he going to play this season on a $34 million cap hit? I'm not sure how much money he would take home, but it wouldn't be nearly as much if he would just take any deal at this point. I don't know if I see that happening either. And uh, I think I hinted at this uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. I just don't, as of right now, I don't foresee him. I don't foresee any sort of easy path towards him playing football in 2023. Yeah. That seems crazy to say. Um, and like, maybe it's a different story if they give him the exclusive tag and he's, he's making a little bit more and that sweetens the deal enough where he's like, and I think Spenny's done a great job of explaining this where if he, if Lamar just has some patience and plays out the franchise tag, it's more or less a three year deal worth the AAV he's looking for, if not more. I know it's not guarantees. There's all these, you know, long-term security, all these types of things that aren't, necessarily built into that but he potentially had the idea to slow play it too which i guess means that the ravens made a great chess move but if this is the end game like if this is the end result like who who's winning here nobody's winning in this situation it seems so i i i don't know like they say compromise is is when neither side's left happy they seem really determined to, to not be that way. Yeah, that was a, that was a billet quote with uh, Ozzie Newsome when, when he got interviewed. He said, no, because I don't believe in compromise because that means neither of us takes the responsibility uh, in the event of a failure. And um, I don't know. I mean, it, it just it does feel that way, right, where Lamar doesn't want to compromise at this point. And at this point, it would be pretty fucking embarrassing for him to come back with his tail between his legs, essentially, and pool like a you know george costanza when he quits on the real estate company and then he walks back in the next day i'm just gonna show up right like i'm just gonna pretend like none of this happened like are you gonna be able to put that toothpaste back in the tube especially especially after the way that this past season ended and then he's tweeting about that and then all that's gone on with this offseason and then it culminates with him tweeting this stuff out like we've seen this stuff play out on twitter with one of the most high profile quarterbacks in the world like that it just feels like that kind of stuff doesn't happen, man. We wouldn't see this with Mahomes. We wouldn't see this with Allen. You know, we wouldn't see this with Joe Burrow. Like those guys are just letting other people handle this stuff. And I think Lamar is uh, just one of those guys where, you know, he, maybe he didn't come from the easiest background and maybe he hasn't always had it as easy as those guys. And he's figured it out every single step of the way. And uh, I admire the shit out of that. And I admire his, his work ethic. Um, and I admire the fact that he believes in himself, but this could be a situation where it's a little bit of hubris of saying, you know what? I believe that I'm worth this. I'm just going to pursue it no matter what. 
And uh, on top of that, I'm not going to get any professionals involved who might be able to help me. And I, I don't know, man. It just, uh, I, I struggle to really criticize them either. Not because like I, I want to pander to him or anything, but just because I don't know what it's like to be in his shoes right now. He's got to be, he's got to be feeling it. I think that's part of, part of the tweets today was like, don't believe everything you read about me. Like I think, and some of the, like him joking about the mental health and stuff too. I'm sure he was kind of like putting that out there as a joke, but like, he's probably feeling the pressure right now and he's probably in a tough spot. And I think he probably knows he screwed up a little bit in some aspects. And he's probably also, I think part of him wants to be in Baltimore still. And he, he feels bad about the way things have transpired. It's just a complete and total mess. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough spot to be in. And, um, I guess we'll see how it plays out with the draft coming up here, but who knows when, uh, if at all, that resolution is going to take place. It doesn't. It's. It doesn't feel like it is whatsoever. You know, we'll see. Um, I, I just don't know what the impetus is, and you've said it yourself too. Like it's. It's just hard to envision any sort of path forward in any capacity. And I. I. I just. There's. There's been periods where it's like, uh, you know, we could see one thing happening, another thing happening. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to sit and wait and see what happens here. It's just right now. It's just like, I can't even imagine any scenario whatsoever. Like him playing week one for the Ravens just seems preposterous at this point. We've got, uh, we've got Sashi Brown talking to the media right now. We love Lamar. We're committed to getting something done. So they're still saying all all the right things, but it's like, (laughs) it's, it's like a, the organization has gone through so many, like a variety of different negotiations, player relations, just all types of things. They're one of the best on the planet at it. They're, you know, they're pros at it. And Lamar is not. There are professionals out there that can help him. And this has turned into a PR battle within a war. And he's just getting smoked in that war or that battle rather. And it's, you can't help but think that it's, playing a part in the ultimate war. So, yeah, I mean, he, he is, and he isn't like, he's got his group of people that are going to ride for him no matter what. And then you've got the uh, organizational Dick riders that are going to ride for the Ravens no matter what. And um, I don't know. I like to think that I'm somewhere in the middle of that. So, and you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of rational people really are like, we get, we can all see both sides of this and we can see that this is kind of as Harbaugh put it, like this is still kind of just normal course of business. Like, it's still just kind of negotiations. It's still really all about the money. And I don't know. I, <laughs> I guess we keep coming back here, but uh, until, and I guess until he's willing to budge off of that, that number a little bit, then nothing is going to happen. But I mean, what was even weirder about it was a little bit after that, Ian Rappaport is tweeting that they were negotiating with him. The Ravens that is as recently as last week. And I guess this would have been before all the Ken Francis stuff came out, but yeah, it, it seems like for as much as all this is being put up as this sort of ultimatum that he's trying to put in front of them, you know, I, I put this request in on March 2nd. I'd like to leave. It's the best for me and my family. He was talking to them as recently as last week. So I think he understands that this still has to be an option on the table for him. A return has to be an option. And I think with the lack of interest being drummed up, and I think this gave more context to Ken Francis reaching out to teams and trying to drum up interest, uh, I think we're starting to realize that that really is what that was. And it maybe would have been even more of a desperation play than I think we realized because whether it's collusion or not, 
when that non-exclusive tag first got placed, there's no way that he expected that no one would reach out, right? That nobody would have any interest whatsoever. Uh, and as it happened, the NFL owners uh, were in lockstep and they don't want to do guaranteed contracts. And I mean, frankly, another aspect of it is, you know, do they really think that he's worth that? Because if this guy was Patrick Mahomes, I'll, I'll tell you what, I think at least one owner would probably say, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to follow in Jimmy Haslam's footsteps because this guy is that good. I think Lamar is close to that good, but I don't know if he's quite that good. And that's what we're seeing here, too. That's another ugly aspect of it and uh, a tough aspect of it. But, uh, you know, it, it's a factor. It's a sad factor indeed, and it's it's sadder when you think about just where things were at one point and where we've gotten to. Um, I think those five missed games in each of the last two seasons loom pretty large. And that, there was that report that uh, Chris Mortensen put out today too that teams are you know they're balking at that, but they're also balking at things like his sleep patterns and his nutritional this that and the other, which is like. Okay. Uh, like the nutrition thing, especially to me is kind of like, where is he going wrong on that front? Like, I mean, that's clearly stuff, a phenomenal athlete. Like, I mean, he to hasn't pull been the, winded. yeah, like to pull the curtain back, like that stuff has been out there for years um, in, in certain circles, if you know who to listen to. And it's just kind of like, yeah, okay. But he can also step on the field and be the most athletic person, and you know, of, of that entire however many people are on the field at once, any single time, any single time he steps onto the field. So it's like that stuff is important, sure, but that's not going to like. I, I feel like that was kind of thrown out. I think an owner probably floated that um, to Mortensen to put out there, uh, just to give a little bit more of reasoning as to why um, why he wasn't getting offers. Is you know the way that I read that, but. Yeah, so I'm tired. I'm I'm so I'm more important. Um, this isn't what I wanted to have go down and here we are. So yeah, no, it's uh certainly wasn't for me. It was um like I said, a savvy move to to put that out. It kind of felt like um shout out to Succession being back. Uh, it felt like season two uh, when Kendall goes in front of the. Well, I, I won't spoil it, but you mm -hmm. know he 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 makes a big play. Uh, at the end of season two, um, that's, you know, kind of, kind of felt akin to this a little bit. It kind of felt like one of those sort of Shakespearean moves, you know, <laughs> I, I hesitate to say stabbing in the back because there's a, a tell, tell me, go ahead. T tell me, tell me how that's going for Kendall Roy. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> that's, that's also true. <laughs> um, but Hey, listen, we'll see how it ends. I mean, he's still in the fight in the fight here. So, um, I hope that makes sense to most of you listening to this. Uh, if not, then, you know, catch up on succession. Um, but yeah, that's, that was this day in hashtag Lamar watch. And, uh, yeah, like I said, this felt like, uh, for a minute there, this kind of felt like a, a definitive blow, but then just like every single time it feels like one has landed, you peel back the, uh, you peel back the layers a little bit and, uh, it's still just kind of like, eh, well, actually, we're still just stuck in the mud here. You know, they should have dragged the channel. That that ship is going to be stuck out there for uh, for months at this point. It's it's like the uh, the ship in the Suez Canal or whatever that was that, that got stuck. Um, and yeah, we're we're just digging and digging and digging, and there's just there's no end in sight. It's just, it feels like Lamar's just yelling into a vacuum, and the the team. It's almost funny at this point. They just seem mocking him by by just try to 
over and over about how committed that stuff. It's probably frustrating uh, to me. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, like this is, and this is all playing out on Twitter at this point, and not just with fans and not just with media. The quarterback himself is on Twitter doing all this shit. Like even five years ago, I would not have expected uh, this to play out. But um, I don't know. I guess. Lamar Jackson's been here for five years at this point, so that even feels weird to me too. But I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, just another another day, another another update. This one, the most significant of them uh, that we've had in a while. But uh, it's a couple weeks to the draft. Uh, you know, anything can happen at this point. Some teams were asked about it. I think the Colts. Uh, Chris Ballard was asked about it. He just made some kind of mealy mouth comments about how he's an exceptional player. They're going to explore everything, all that kind of stuff. Uh, commanders, funny enough, took themselves right out of the running, which was sick. Jets did the same thing too. I don't know why they did that. They, they really could have maybe helped themselves on this Aaron Rodgers front if they had at least, uh, put up some sort of facade that they would explore it. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, it still feels like no takers and no way forward. So that is, uh, that is today in Lamar Jackson news after, uh, putting it out there publicly that he requested a trade a few weeks ago from the Ravens. So. You know, it's an explosive update, but uh, like we've, you know, continued to hit on, it's nothing tangible at this point, and nothing tangible is probably going to happen anytime soon. But uh, thank you for joining me to recap this day in Ravens News, my man. I know you are feeling beaten down just like I am. Um, and guess what? We, we've got a lot more to go. We, that's, that's the good news is that we've got a whole lot more of this to deal with over the course of who knows however many days, weeks, months, years, this could continue to go on uh, like an extended fever dream of the Cuban Missile Crisis or something like that. That's what this feels like right now. But thank you all for listening. We appreciate your continued patronage of the pod. We've got some exciting things coming up. It's not going to be all uh, just gloom and doom and drama with the Ravens. We've got the Orioles getting started this week. We've got uh, the golf major season getting started soon. We got the NFL draft, which I, you know, no matter what happens, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. March Madness is continuing. Uh, it's the best time of year to be a sports fan, in my opinion. So don't let this get you down. And uh, we appreciate you guys following along with us. Follow us on Twitter at exit 52 podcast, same handle on Instagram. I am at Jake Luke. That's L O U Q U E. And Brian is at Barstool Banks. Thanks again, guys, and we will talk to you very soon.